You don't get to do the stuff that you love if you don't have the work coming in. And I think that that is the number one issue for people in the creative industries as a whole, is that they don't have the systems in place to generate the work that they want to be working on to, to feed their passion. As creative business owners, it's easy to find ourselves caught in the weeds, stuck on what seemingly feels like an endless hamster wheel of landing a client, delivering a project, hopefully blowing their socks off, and then we're back, searching for the next client, and repeat. And add to this the pressure felt by competition circling like sharks, new creatives entering the market, undercutting our rates, and the constant feeling we should be doing more to grow our business and bring in a steady flow of new leads. Oh, and let's not forget everything else that 2020 has decided to throw at us. Yep, I'm talking to you, the video business owner, the creative, the entrepreneur. Are you feeling like this? I get it. So you'll want to keep listening then, as this episode is for you. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day. Welcome. This is episode 174 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time here, I'm excited that you've decided to join us. Hey, you know that book, The Blue Ocean Strategy? Well, whether you've read it or not, you've probably heard about the idea. It's based around the concept that in business, it's better to operate away from the red ocean of cutthroat business tactics and fierce competition in a market segment of limited demand. And instead, you need to swim in the blue ocean, creating your own market, positioning you and your business uniquely so there's no competition and opportunities are abundant. Red ocean, blue ocean, where would you prefer to swim? Well, for business owners or creatives, it can be so easy to find ourselves thrashing around in a red ocean, often without even realizing it. And business seems hard. Sure, each new project that comes along and fires us up and gets our creativity flowing. But once that ends, we find ourselves scrounging around for the next one. And then the next one. But what if you had what was effectively a lead generation machine working for your business? A system for your marketing and sales that had you swimming freely in that blue ocean and building a sustainable business with the right clients coming straight to you, ready to buy. Well, that, my friend, is exactly what we're going to find out about in today's interview. My guest today is Tim Jarvis from UK-based Film and Content. Tim has 15 years of experience working within the world of video marketing, both on the production and the marketing side of the industry. Now, back in 2010, after heading up the digital marketing for a professional sports club in the UK, Tim decided the time was right to start his own business. So from his grandmother's spare bedroom, he started a video production company that in the space of seven years, grew to employing 35 full-time members of staff 
and working with many of the world's leading brands, including Estee Lauder, Honda, the International Olympic Committee, many sporting governing bodies, several of the UK's govern government departments, and hundreds of other blue chips. Today, Tim consults and implements video marketing strategies for some of the world's biggest companies, ranging from Premier League football to one of the big four accountancy firms in the UK to a world's leading energy provider. Tim's built a wealth of knowledge and first-hand experience building and scaling his video production business, and he's joining us on the show today to share more and inspire others in business, whether it be a video production business or otherwise, with ways to sustainably grow through consistent quality leads and sales. Does that sound like something that interests you? I hope so because I'm really looking forward to sharing this one with you. But before we jump into the interview, I wanna share with you where you can find out and learn more from Tim after today's episode. I've compiled all the resources and links to further free training for you over at engagevideomarketing.com slash retain, R-E-T-A-I-N. That includes a way for you to get registered on one of Tim's free upcoming masterclass trainings. So. I encourage you to go on now to engagevideomarketing.com slash retain to learn more. But for right now, let's jump into my interview with Tim Jarvis from Film and Content. Tim Jarvis, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Good to have you. Thank you, Ben. It's, it's great to be here. I've been a big fan of the podcast for a while now, so it's great to be on board. Well, I'm excited for this conversation we're about to have for our listeners today because I know from talking to you previously to recording this interview today that you've got a lot of experience that I think we can tap into here, particularly in in business, you know, particularly in running a creative business. And we're going to get into that. So today's episode is going to be quite focused on some real important business stuff. We're not going to be talking about video strategy and video marketing. We're going to be talking about stuff that actually gets dollars in your pocket as a business owner, which is cool. So before we get into that though, for people that haven't come across Tim Jarvis or Retain before, who are you and what's your story? What got you into what you do today? Cool. Yeah. So um, my name is Tim Jarvis. Um, I live on the south coast of the UK in a little place called Brighton and Hove, which is about 45 minutes out of London. Um, and for the last couple of years, last two or three years, I have been consulting and putting video content strategies um, into brands like Shell, Deloitte, um, some Premier League football clubs, that's soccer to the Americans that are listening. Um, but which, which has been really enjoyable. And, you know, that is, that is my passion. My background is marketing. It just so happens that I was able to apply those marketing skills to building my video production company, which um, I started back in 2010. So I haven't always been consulting. Um, I've, I've been there and I've built a business from, from scratch. I started in my grandmother's spare bedroom um, back in 2010 and built it up quite quickly to, to, to one of the, the biggest production companies um, in the UK. 
Um, so that was back in 2010. We quickly grew um, and we we grew to a team of 35 members of staff. So we had our studios down in, in Brighton um, and we were working with some major brands like Adidas and Nike, um, Estee Lauder and Unilever um, and really working with them to help them kind of get to grips with the online video world, which kind of back in 2010 was really just taking off. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of my background. I've been, you know, obviously having taken that journey, starting from scratch and building it to something that was big, medium, I guess, for a, for a, for a production company, um, you know, having experienced all of those highs and lows, um, I've, I've been able to, um, to see, well, to not just see, but to feel the pain points that particularly production people face and the challenges that they face. Um, obviously the highs as well, you know, winning those great clients and getting great results with, um, fantastic clients and, you know, some award-winning campaigns and things like that. But beneath it all, it's, it's all of those pain points that I've really learned about and seen, which has now enabled me to build what the other side of what I do right now, um, which, uh, um, a company called Retain. Um, so we help video production professionals specifically with their sales and marketing um, to ensure that they can attract clients and projects that are perfect for them, that are actually profitable and not just big name clients that look great to the outside world, but actually really cause a lot of pain and anguish and anxiety inside. Um, but they actually attract profitable clients and then they move them on to a retained business model, which I guess is what one of the key takeaways, I guess, that we're going to talk about today. Um, so like I say, it's, it's, it's not that I'm a particular production person. I'm not a, I'm not a camera operator. Um, I can edit. Um, I did dabble with a bit of motion graphics way back when I was starting out. Um, but my passion really is, is the marketing side of things. It's the sales and marketing side of things and actually putting in place um, strategies and processes to be able to onboard the clients that you want and actually convert them to long-term contracts. Yeah, cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, we're we're going to dive into to all of that as well. But before we do, personally, I'm interested in just exploring a bit more about, about that journey that you took to, to get to that stage of running a company effectively with 35 or so staff, you know, like for me, yeah. the biggest team that I've, I've had in my business over the years is, has been around about five people with some contractors here and there as well. But, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like, to be honest. Um, so you would have, you, you would have got some, probably some pros and some cons at that's at that size of business. Right. So what were the kind of key learnings that you had or the milestones that you got to in kind of scaling your business in that way? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the key learnings is that, well, we, we grew quite quickly. So to go way back before the production company, I actually, I work for um, Sussex County Cricket Club. So it's a professional cricket club, again, on the South coast of the UK. Um, and I was looking after their marketing. I was looking after their online video channel and the results that I saw that we were getting. Now this was just way back when um, video was just becoming really powerful uh, in the online world. So social media sites were really starting to onboard video. I think it was around that time when Zuckerberg said that everything in Facebook is going to be centered around video. Um, so I saw the results that I was getting at, at the cricket club and I was like, Do you know what, if I'm ever going to start a business, I'm going to 
I'm going to start now because at that point I didn't have a family. I didn't have house. I didn't have a load of responsibilities that I have now. Um, so I, w- I was lucky in the fact that I was able to transition from that and I had some some good contacts at the back of it. So one of our first contracts within the production company um, was the ECB, so the England and Wales Cricket Board, which is great. Perfect client for me. It's cricket and it's video and it was my business. Um, but as I said earlier, that was all from my grandma's spare bedroom. And because we took on contracts like that and we took them on quite quickly, we had to very quickly grow. Um, yeah. So we moved offices, I think we moved offices like four times in the space of a couple of years and went from just me doing my own thing. Um, and I was the one out there filming with God knows what camera it was, but um, I just bought the biggest camera that I that I thought looked good. Um, just to, to impress and, the client, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but we were getting results. And I think because I was able to apply my marketing now and um, skills to it, we were getting results and that's what allowed us to grow. Um, but yeah, so when you grow a business like that, when you suddenly go from being on your own and your grandma bringing you cups of coffee and your, your toast and Vegemite, you guys must like Vegemite over in Australia. I love Vegemite. Um, (laughs) it's, it's completely different. And that, that throws up a lot of, um, a lot of challenges. Obviously there's a lot of success points. I don't, I don't just want to dwell on the challenges because we're all in the video game because we love what we do. And you know, that's very typical for a production person. They got into this game because they love creating video or they've got an obsession with cameras or they love editing and they love seeing the reaction that people get from the video content that they create. Um, but business is business and you do, you get those challenges, you get those challenges that you need to overcome. So we've, we faced hundreds of those, literally hundreds of those over that time, whether it be onboarding, um, new members of staff, managing those staff, um, moving into new offices, dealing with landlords. Um, when we got to a certain size, then dealing with the banks, um, and kind of, and then also, you know, dealing with clients and in the production world, particularly when you're working with marketing professionals or communication professionals who may not know the intricacies of video that well, can actually be quite challenging just managing client expectations. Um, you know, it's not just a case of, okay, well, we want we want to go this direction now, or we want, we want to tell this story within that video. Well, we've already shot it. Like you can't just make those changes. So that, that was probably one of the biggest challenges dealing, managing the clients, making sure that everyone was happy and, um, kind of aware of the process that production goes through. Um, it's not just changing the copy on an ad, for example, it's actually, it's a full on process. Um, and then, the other challenge is, I guess, managing, managing people, putting in place those structures. You know, I, I, was a, I was a marketing person, a marketing executive at a cricket club. Then to be going and running a business where we suddenly had a, quite a quick influx of people, putting those systems in place and having your different departments. So we had our editors, we had our camera ops, we had our, we had our motion team, um, and we had our sales team as well. Um, so then kind of stepping away from the hands-on production side of things and actually trying to keep everything moving in one direction and trying to achieve on the vision that you've got as the business owner um, can be quite challenging. Plus, when you get you get all the different issues of 
people i mean obviously i love people but it does it does cause its own issues um and like i say client issues and dealing with a bank dealing with a landlord looking at investment at one when we got to a certain point we then had a, a board and shareholders you know these are all the different challenges that we faced building a team to that size yeah well thank you for that and um you know i think what what people listening regardless of the size of their company, whether it be a video production business that they're in or, or any type of business, I'm sure that we've all come across these challenges, you know, people challenges, challenges dealing with clients, uh, you know, it's, mm. it's kind of comforting, but also not surprising to hear that those challenges <laughs> yeah. are the same at the small level, even at the larger level. So, yeah, so that's yeah. cool. And I think what you touched on there is something that, that I feel quite acutely as well is the idea that as as a creative business, running a creative business, as a creative in business, we tend to we tend to be in the weeds of the business. We tend to sometimes want to be doing the creative work, you know, but as a business owner, we also need to pull ourselves back from being in the weeds and like doing the day-to-day stuff, which is probably, to be honest, for many of us, the day-to-day creative work is probably why we started in the first place, you know, Absolutely. whether it be marketing Absolutely. for you or whether it be production, filming, editing, whatever that may be. I think as creatives, we tend to be in the weeds and not spending time working on the business and looking at the bigger picture stuff. Would you agree? And, and what's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And, and, you know, working with, so we work with hundreds of production professionals now around the world. And that is, that is the number one reason that they got into production is because they had a passion for video production. They don't have a passion for accounting or managing people or sales and marketing, but that is the fuel that you need sales and marketing sales is the fuel that you need to make sure is burning to fire your passion because it sounds crass and it, it sounds blunt, but if you don't have sales working, if you don't, if your marketing and your sales isn't working, you don't get to work on those projects. You don't get to spend the days out filming, um, or editing or creating motion graphics. Or if you're in the creative industry, like non-production, you don't get to do the stuff that you love if you don't have the work coming in. And I think that, that is the number one issue for Definitely production people, and I would assume that is the number one issue for people in the creative industries as a whole, is that they don't have the systems in place to generate the work that they want to be working on to, to feed their passion. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's ultimately, that is why we have set up Retain, because typically, as you've just said, production people, they love production, they love creating videos, but they don't really like the sales and marketing side of things and you know whether it be attending networking events or um, picking up the phone and and cold calling people or um, you know blasting out emails or be building their database they don't enjoy that stuff if they if they could just create video and not have to worry about that I'm sure everyone would be happy (laughs) so that that's why we built retain because it's such a fundamentally important part of business that and we'll come on to this in a minute but that production people either shy away from, neglect, or they have to do, but they don't really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Tim, you may have, you may have heard of this um, idea of sometimes referred to as a creative bias, you know, which is 
the idea that as creatives, we believe that by putting our heart and soul and creativity into creating something and putting it out there into the world that it'll sell itself, that our creativity will sell itself, that the idea of marketing or, or business development is, is kind of irrelevant because my work is so good that people should hire me. Right. And you've probably come across this before. And I certainly believe that in the, in the early days of my business as well, is that, you know, just get a great portfolio together or, or Mm -hmm. cut together an awesome showreel. And of course people will hire me. Right. But as you, as we've talked about here, it's, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. 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 Well, one, one of the big points there is, is the show rule piece. Okay. So this goes into, um, what, what is the buyer's journey? And, and this is, this is the number one issue that production people specifically and creative people face is that they do exactly what you've just said there. They think that their creative abilities, their production levels, um, how tight their edits are, how visually striking their graphics are. They think that that's going to win them work. But the, the truth there is that if, you, if you're playing that game, if, if you're trying to win projects off the back of your showreel or your recent work, you are playing an incredibly difficult game because every single city in the world has talented, talented production people. The cost of equipment has come right down. There are people rolling out of film school each and every day. Um, the, the, the barriers to entry into our industry have got so low that it is being flooded with people who are looking to pick up the projects that you are looking to pick up. So trading off the trading off your production abilities alone is a really, really dangerous um, route to go because if you do that, marketers know, marketers know that there's super talented production people out there. Um, so they know that if you're trading off your creative ability, you're then ultimately going to be competing on price. And that takes your profit away. That makes it difficult. Typically, when you get on board um, clients who are focused on the cost of what you're doing, they typically are the more difficult clients to work with and then the more demanding. So what we teach our students is that you've got to completely come away from that. You've got to... um, You've got to move out of that um, that bloody red ocean where everyone is fighting for what we call it the 1% of your potential client base. Um, And I'll explain this in a bit more detail in a minute. But production people, the vast majority, I would say 99% of production people are fighting for the 1% of their potential client base. And this comes back to what we call the buyer's journey. Well, not what we call the buyer's journey. This is the buyer's journey. Okay, so this is a marketing, um, I guess, uh, philosophy. That, concept. Um, that's quite yeah. a concept, thank you. Um, marketing concept that, you know, that spans across all parts of marketing, but it's the buyer's journey. So basically, your buyer, um, and your, your listeners may well know this, but your buyer, whenever they're purchasing something, whether it be video production, whether it be marketing services, whether it be um, SEO, whether it be um, a new sofa, like they go through a, a journey. They go from the awareness stage, which is where they become aware of an issue or an opportunity um, that, that is presenting itself. Then once they once they put that in a box, they then move into the consideration stage, which is where they start to find out 
um, things or they start to ask questions about what is the best way to achieve that opportunity or to fix that problem that I'm facing. And then they move into the decision stage. And that is where they decide, okay, um, for us as, as production people, they decide that actually, yep, okay, video is going to be the right way for me to go. Who am I going to use? Now, when I, if we go back to the, what I mentioned earlier is that the vast majority of production people, creative people fight in that decision stage. So they're only ever competing for, um, for projects and for clients with people, with marketing professionals or communication professionals who are in that decision stage, which is about 1% of the entire client base. These are the people who are actively looking for video production professionals. So serving Serving people, so if you think you've got 99% of the potential client base aren't ready to buy yet, but nobody's looking at them, or like 1%, 2% of the production professionals in this world are looking for them. And that's, that's the blue ocean. So you've got the red ocean where everyone's fighting for the scraps, which makes it really, really competitive. People are competing on price. And then you've got the blue ocean where all the other marketing professionals, all the other communication professionals are sitting who still have the same ambitions as the guys who are ready to buy. They, they're still marketing professionals. They've still got to get results with their campaigns. They've still got to impress their boss. They've still got to make sure that they're getting people into their, whatever their goal may be, or whether it be awareness or, or selling. Um, but they're just not yet in that position to buy. So where would you rather be fighting for the scraps with every other production company for the 1% of the, your client base that is ready to buy or would you prefer to be fighting over here in the blue ocean where you you literally have carte blanche and you've got all of the marketing professionals who are at some point going to be looking to achieve what these guys are, are doing right now but there's nobody else competing which which takes away the the price point it takes away that competitive pitch process you know people in the creative industries, they're, they're constantly pitching up against two others usually for every single project, every single one-off project, which is a massive drain on resource. It's a massive drain on time. It's, it can cost a lot of money and it can cause a lot of stress because you're putting a lot of time into a pitch that you've got a 33% chance of winning. It would be much better if you focus on the vast, vast majority of your potential client base where nobody is focusing. And that's what, that's what we talk about within our, our training. That, that's, I mean, that's specifically how you onboard clients. And I can talk you through that process um, right now if, if you'd like. But then we also talk about how do you actually convert them to long-term contracts. Yeah. I mean, before we get into that, um, first of all, I absolutely love everything that you're saying. It aligns very much with, with everything that, that I talk about as well, which is the idea of... Um, really understanding that journey that people go on to buy, whether you're helping clients actually get results, you know, to move their clients to buy um, or applying that equally to your own, your own approach to grow your business as well. So I really love what you're saying here, but I'm interested just to, to unpack for, for the listener, you talk about, you know, that, that 1%, uh, that, that red ocean that you, you don't want to be playing in. So, how do you, if you can kind of paint a picture for us, how do you market or sell to or attract business from those businesses that are not actively looking for your yeah, services? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is, this is one of the things that people in the creative industry struggle with most because 
Um, it sounds difficult. It sounds really difficult. If they're not ready to buy, why would you want to be promoting your services to them? And that's a good question. So what we do, we've got a five-step process. So um, let, me, let me talk you through this because this will, this will help unpack those questions that you've just posed yeah. and probably quite a few questions that your listeners have right now. Go ahead. Um, so, so first of all, the first, the first thing that we do, and by the way, this is, this, is, this is what we call the lead generation machine. This is a framework that we use within our training. Um, and the reason that we got to this point, let me tell you a quick story just to get you position so you can understand where this is coming from but um back in 2016 it, this was the 23rd of may so the, I, I know the date because it was the day before my 30th birthday um, and i received a phone call from our bank um saying that our line of credit was being cut okay so we had what's called uh, invoice discounting or factoring so basically once you complete a project the bank will give you 85 percent of that money to ensure that you've got the cash in your business now I received a phone call saying that that was being cut and that, that for us was about 200 grand. So 200,000 pounds, which was a massive, massive amount for us. It's basically our cash flow. Um, and at this point things were going quite well. So we had just moved house, um, just bought a new car. We just moved offices again. Um, I think we we're up to about 26 members of staff at this point. So things were looking quite good. And then I received that phone call from the bank, which was an absolute killer blow. This was the day before my 30th birthday. And I remember going home that evening and, um, my two daughters for some reason decided that they were going to sleep in our bed. So I was in the spare bedroom and I was completely lost. I was completely lost. And I, I literally, I was sobbing. I didn't know where to turn. This was going to be the end of my business that I built from scratch. So I, I wrote a quick email to my, um, my mentor, one of my business mentors back then. I said, look, this has happened. I literally can't continue. This has all just got too much. Um, and I, this was midnight, mid, literally just turned 30. So a bit of a midlife crisis, I guess. Um, and then I, I kind of cried myself to sleep. And then in the morning, woke up, it was my birthday, opened some presents with my kids. Um, and then my mentor called me and he, he said, look, what's up? I said, Gavin, look, it's just got too much. Like we, we are, all of our funding is about to be cut. They don't like the creative industry. They don't like production at being on their books for invoice factoring. Um, I literally don't know what to do. And he said to me, look, you need to find a way that you can, you can attract clients on repeat without um, having to spend so much time going out to them, pitching, putting all this time and effort into, into the pitching process. Um, and I, I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that sounds quite difficult. But he said, look, you're a smart guy. You, you get your marketing. You're going to figure this out. Um, and just to compile this, we'd literally just taken on a big project that needed funding up front with the Ministry of Defense over here. So massive government department. Um, so obviously I was in pieces, but I, I got to it. And one of the biggest things that I looked at was everything that, we, that we've spoken about already here is that the number one issue, the, the number one root of all of the issues that I had ever really faced within business was cash flow. It was attracting projects and it was getting a constant flow of projects and clients and opportunities into the business. And that's where I read the book, um, Blue Ocean Strategy, which I would suggest to any of your listeners. I don't know if you've read that, but it's a, just, it's just a, 
fantastic piece of strategic writing. Um, that's where I read Blue Ocean Strategy. And I also had just read Inbound Marketing by the guys that run um, HubSpot. So I thought, okay, look, there's, there's all these people fighting for those scraps. How do we attract people in the blue ocean? How do we get out of that, that, that 1% and get into the 99%? And it was inbound marketing. It was content marketing. Now, I know that that strikes fear into every single production person because ironically, whilst they spend their days creating other people's content, they actually have a big challenge creating their own content. Um, but the number one takeaway here is that it's not always, well, the, the issues, the, the, the pushback that we get when we say, right, you need to create your own content is that, um, the production people, they, they say, or our students particularly, they say, look, I don't have time. I don't have time. I've got this client project on. I've got to get this pitch in. I literally don't have enough hours in the day. And lots of production people will have focused on creating their own content and maybe it hadn't worked and then they just go back to what they know. Okay. So maybe referrals or, um, networking events and things like that. So they never actually solve this challenge. They never actually get to play in this blue ocean. So we go through this process and so that's where, that's why I built out this process. And that's, this is what I call the lead generation machine. This is, this is the framework to how we do that and how you actually get in front of those people at the start of their journey instead of waiting for them to be ready to onboard a production company or, a, um, or any kind of company, really. Um, so we go through five steps. The first step is to identify who your best customers are. Um, so this is really looking... We've actually got a, a template that we can do this so you literally you, you take your past invoices from the past 12 months or 24 months whatever it may be copy and paste you drop it into our template spreadsheet and it will spit out who your best clients are it will spit out who your which your best industry is um what type of video is best for you so whether that be like talking heads or motion graphics or promos um and it will also tell you whether going working directly with um client is best or going via agency is best for you and th this is all from a profit point of view um so it's really taking all of your data from the past 12 months 24 months um and just spitting it out making it really simple telling you what industry is really most profitable for you so then you can couple that with the actual industries that you are passionate about because not everybody's passionate about um <clears throat> sports not everyone's passionate about charity not everyone's passionate about um uh, professional services like people have their own passions and they enjoy the specific industry so you can then couple that with knowing what um industry is actually going to have an impact on your bottom line on your profit um so that's the first step so we review and, or, and if you're new to the game or if you don't have 12 months worth of clients at that point the world's your oyster basically you can choose the industry that you want to work with and then we go into the second second step of this five step process so we we profile the decision maker now um i actually spoke to you a little bit about this like profiling um your your perfect prospect um and creating those audience personas but what we do in this stage is that we get to know that person inside out what that the typical um typical view of our perfect client looks like um so this can be from what what age range are they, um, where they work, what, um, what social channels they use, who they interact with, even what 
TV programs they watch and, and, you know, lifestyle choices and things. So we make sure that we really, really profile them because, and this, this is, this is one of the big things. This sounds stupid. This sounds obvious, but you are always selling to a person. So production people miss this. Okay. I've, I've seen this. I've done it myself. I've been there and I've done it and I've sold to a company and I've sold my services, production services to, to, to benefit that company. But ultimately the person who's going to choose you, the person who's going to give you the go ahead and say, yep, you're the right person for me to create that video content or to create that ad or to create, um, our, our marketing strategy. They're going to go with the person who helps them achieve their own intrinsic goals. Okay. So this sounds top level. This sounds wishy-washy, but every single person has their own intrinsic motivations. They are on, they are on their own journey. So if, if that's a marketing person within the agency, they might want a successful video project because they want to get that pay rise or they want to get that promotion or they want to win that award. But that, those things, that pay rise is actually going to enable them to maybe purchase their first house or, um, or help them buy that car. And, and, and that's, that's the intrinsic motivator. That's the reason they're going with you because they believe that you are going to help them on their journey to achieving their, their own intrinsic motivation. That is, the, that is such an important takeaway. And I can't stress how yeah. important that is because when we hook that back to the awareness stage, that's how we hook those people in to, so if, if we're talking about that blue ocean, that's how we hook those people into our buyer's journey and we get them into our website where we can then deliver our consideration stage content and we can answer their questions and we can show them that yes, video is right for you. Video is going to help you achieve that. So by profiling them and also by knowing what our best industry is, we, that gives us the ability to hook them into our journey, our funnel, I guess, because we're talking directly to them. And that, that video that they see um, on Facebook or um, LinkedIn or that ad that they see is actually talking to their design. Now, I'm not saying that you need to create an ad saying, work with us because we're going to help you buy that house. Like you've obviously, <laughs> you need to think about that. And we, we've actually got another template, which I'll give you, Ben, so you can give that to your, your listeners. Um, that you, that helps you profile these people and it asks all of those questions. So, so then that gives you all of the answers for what you need to do in the awareness consideration stage and decision stage. So by using that and by being able to tap into those people, and also you're then able to target them because you know them inside out, you can then talk their language. You can give them a hint of what they can achieve by coming in and, and looking at what you guys do, which is create video content or anything else. Um, and that is how you hook them from, from in that being in that blue ocean. So no, they're not in the decision stage, but they are a marketing or communications professional and they have that desire to have successful projects. So you can hook them in and then you can get them through to your website. So step three is make them aware of that opportunity or challenge. So you're making them aware of what they could achieve by having a successful video campaign or creating a successful video or, or getting their marketing strategy or getting their SEO sorted, whatever it may be. And then they move into step four, which is the consideration stage. And this is where you answer their questions. So if we stop and look back at what we've covered so far, 
Yeah, this is where this is where no production person plays. No production person plays in the awareness stage or the consideration stage. I'm not, I I say no, but I'm generalizing. The vast majority of production people don't focus on the awareness stage or consideration stage. So you hook them in with making them aware of the opportunity or the challenge that they face in the awareness stage. You bring them into your website and you answer their questions, which is which then progresses them through to the decision stage. Um. Are you are yeah. you following? Yeah, I was I wasn't going to interrupt you because you're on a roll, but I just want to pause <laughs> a moment to to just yeah. clarify and to really <clears throat> emphasize as well what Tim's saying here for our listeners because I think it's it's so important and what you're effectively talking about here is is just what's at the heart of of good marketing, which is the idea of understanding that people buy or make decisions from an emotional place and then rationalize that. With, with logic and reasoning, right? And if you're understanding that, that that journey that people go on is moving from emotional through to rational, so you start with an emotional need, which is, is often subconscious in a lot of ways, like the, the emotional trigger that eventually leads someone to buying something, whether it's the services of a video production company or whatever. If you can reach people at the start of that journey, you've got a much wider playing field of people to reach like you eloquently described as the 99% not the 1% right and you're actually connecting with people at a deeper level so that when they get to that decision making stage they're not looking around at other options they're just they they know when they're going to buy they're going to buy from you and I think that's that's so critical Um, and I think you're spot on in recognizing that there's so many even if as video producers or marketers, even if we understand this concept and use it to help our clients achieve results, we often aren't doing it ourselves. It's the old mm-hmm. cobbler's kids have no shoes thing, right? We're not applying our own marketing approach to our own business in so many cases. I see it time and time again. So thank you for that. Did we get through the five steps or was there a fifth? I'm not sure. So, so well, the fifth step is a decision stage. So once they've gone, like you've just summarized there, once they've gone through the awareness stage, the consideration stage, once you've answered their questions on your website, um, this is another, let me just speak on this quickly because this is another thing that we, that typically production people make the mistake of. So if you've, if you've hooked someone in from the awareness stage and you've got them engaged and they come back to your, to your website, they're in the consideration stage by definition. So they've got questions that they need answering. So they come back to your website. What, what is your website then needing to do? It's needing to answer their questions. But what does every single production professional, again, generalizing, what does the vast majority of production professionals do on their website? They have their show role on their homepage. They have their past projects. They have their experience. They have the meet the team section. They have a quirky photo of the office dog. Like this is all about them. This, this is not answering their perfect prospects and they're perfect because we've profiled them. This is not answering their questions. So the number one purpose of the website in the consideration stage when people land on it is to give your perfect prospect the answers to the questions that you know that they're going to have because you've gone through the audience persona piece and you've mapped that out. You've understood them so well. So we suggest that any production person, and again, this can be applied to anyone within the creative industry, the primary navigation of their website should look like it should have our work 
and that's that's not just showing your clients that's showing the impact that your video content or your services has had on your clients um so yes it probably if you're a production person probably will show the videos but it will also talk about what were the issues that that person faced how did you combat them what were the results that you achieved and then show the creative work whatever it may be so you've got our work then you've got your blog or your vlog and that is the hub where you answer all these questions. And again, if you're wondering what those questions are, in that template that I'm going to give you, Ben, you can share with your listeners or people can download, that, that maps out what those are. That, that gives you all the answers to the questions that you need to be answering. So and then you just create content. You just answer them. And I, I guarantee that the vast majority of people will know the answers to them. It's just about knowing what you need to be answering. The third section is resources. So this is this is your typical, like your your lead magnets, I guess. So little bits of um, content that people can download and part with their email address, so you get them into your list. And then the fourth section is contact us. So when they do get to the decision stage, they are then it's very easy for them. It's in the primary navigation at the top of the, every page on your website. They can contact you. Then everything else, the your experiences, the awards you've won, um, your team, your processes, your office dog, that all sits, we would suggest, in the secondary navigation, which typically is in the footer of your website. When people get to the decision stage, they will find that content because they're engaged with you. They, they believe in you. You've built up that trust and you've answered their questions. And that, just by having that simple process in place, one that so many production professionals ignore or, or aren't aware of, you can then, that's how you compete in this blue ocean. And that's how you stop fighting for the 1% of projects out there or the 1% of clients that everybody else is competing on that is just riddled with um, competition, which then means that that's going to have a massive effect on the price that you can charge. And then obviously the profit that you can obtain um, or the profit that you can generate from those projects. That if we loop this all the way back to that conversation that I had with my mentor, that was what we built to ensure that we could actually build out and ensure that we've got those constant flow of projects and clients that are perfect to us coming in and making sure that they're all profitable. And that's, that's, that's the five step process. <laughs> Boom. Love it. Mic I know, drop. I know I've, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know I've talked at length there. So nice. I get passionate about it because it's, yeah. like, it's, it's such a, it's such a it's such a simple process, and when you map it out like that, it, it just makes complete sense. But the issue is that production people, particularly, they don't like this stuff. They don't like sales and marketing. They love creating that video, but just by having a very very simple process like that in place, you can absolutely obliterate the competition. I mean, you don't you don't even create competition. You you create your own. You carve out your own audience base for projects and industries that you love working on. And like you've just said, you show for them along that journey. So when they do get to the point of buying, which typically happens quite quickly once they see the results that you can generate and they actually understand how this can get them closer to what they are looking to achieve in their own life, then it makes that, um, it makes that sale so much easier. And you'll find that you're not having to pitch. You're actually working with them to formulate an idea to help them achieve their business objective, which might be creating that awareness for a brand that they're working with, or it might be um, selling a new product or breaking into a new territory or whatever their actual business objective is. Um, yeah. And that's how you circumvent 
having to fight in that red ocean. I love it. I love it. And so much of what you're saying there, Tim, what you've walked us through here uh, so, so clearly and, and valuably, valuably, I don't know if that's a word, but anyway, <laughs> everything that you've shared here is uh, it aligns just beautifully with, um, with everything that I share as well in the online video strategy blueprint course for any listeners that are part of that program as well. So I, I love that. And I love the way that you're applying that to, to really how video producers can can apply that to their own business. So I know that you've got yeah. a whole bunch more that you can share to help people understand these ideas and these concepts and and what yeah. you've done and and how you've helped other businesses as well implement this. And you've you know very generously offered to share some free resources there, which we'll have um, we'll have on a page for you guys. I'll shout the link out soon. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about you've got some upcoming webinars or. I guess it's the same webinar done it multiple times. Can you tell us a little bit about if someone wanted to jump in and just learn a bit more from you at these free webinars coming up, what, what are you going to go over? Yeah. So, so right now, um, so we're in the UK, we're, we're actually in lockdown at the moment. I don't want to timestamp this podcast too much, but it's been tough for the creative industry to generate new opportunities. Um, and this red ocean has been heightened. It's been, you know, it's, it's got, so bad like the the production industry particularly over here has been decimated like there there hasn't been the work you can't you literally can't go and film at the moment um so this is one thing that production professionals particularly are are struggling with um but this also applies to anyone within the creative industry um so we are in the build-up to Christmas and the new year, every Tuesday and Thursday, we are running um, a free training session, which kind of goes into more detail of what I've spoken about there, the lead generation um, machine framework, but gives you everything that you need to do in each of those steps. So we actually walk you through that within the training. So you can go and apply, you can go and apply this to your business right now and start to drive those opportunities because there still are opportunities out there but they're just not over here. They're not in this red ocean. And if they are, they're so, so competitive. So we help you within that free training. We help you put this system in place and it doesn't take a load of time. It doesn't take a load of effort. As as you've heard, it's actually really, really very simple once you understand it and see and kind of see what you're looking to achieve and why you're actually doing it. So in those free training sessions, we're just going to walk you through that and we're going to give you everything that you need. So we'll give you those resources. Um, There's a few more other templates that you can use. Um, And then we help you put that in place so you can drive those opportunities and projects and clients that are perfect to you. And you can just get rid of all of those worries and issues that cash or lack of, or um, volatile cash flow chucks up, um, and so that that's what we that's what we're doing in the ramp to Christmas, um, and obviously that you know we'd love to have anyone that wants to go through that training come on board. They're about ninety minutes in length, um, but it, it just maps out kind of what I've touched upon here in a lot more detail and gives you all, all of the answers that you need to um, need to get in order to put that in place. Thank you for that, Tim. That's awesome. And I, I do strongly encourage people who are listening. And if, if, if anything's kind of fired off in your brain as you've been listening to this episode today and, and you're thinking, starting to think differently about how you can grow and market your business um, in any way, then I encourage you to jump on on this training, which is free as well. So nothing to lose, right? So we'll have um, yeah. all the details of how to get into that training at engagevideomarketing.com slash retain. 
That's engagevideomarketing.com slash retain. So make sure you jump on that as soon as you can though. Don't miss out on this opportunity, which, um, which Tim's sharing um, between now and I guess Christmas at some point before you have had enough of doing webinars. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, jump on that guys. Um, and, and obviously just reach out to Tim as well and let him know that you, you enjoyed the podcast. So where can people connect with you directly, Tim? Is there a best social channel for you to hang out on? Yeah. So the best, the, the best place, um, quite active, um, on LinkedIn. So if you want to jump onto my LinkedIn and add me there, it's Tim Jarvis. I think it's forward slash Tim Jarvis 86. Um, so yeah, that's, that would be the, um, the best place to do it. Awesome. Guys, as always, we will have the links in the show notes for this episode as well. So keep listening and I'll share the where you can get the show notes for this episode when I figure out what episode number this one's going to be. <laughs> Tim, this has been awesome. Um, it's got my brain firing as well. It's a journey that we've been going on um, and there's we've still got work to do as well in, in some of what we've been sharing today. So uh, I love it. Appreciate you for coming on and sharing your wisdom for the Engage Video Marketing listeners today. Cheers, Ben. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been great. All right. Did you pull out a notepad for that one? I know I did. A whole bunch of notes were taken when I recorded that interview, and I'm already revising some of our marketing plan for 2021 based on the framework that Tim shared today. So do you want to dive deeper into the lead generation machine framework with Tim? As he mentioned there, he's rounding out 2020 with a small number of free workshops, which dive deeper into the practical stuff that he shared in order to help you implement and get a plan in place to grow your business in 2021. To find out more and get the resources we mentioned here on the show, go to engagevideomarketing.com slash retain. Let me tell you, I've seen some of Tim's training and it's seriously actionable and valuable. So I don't want you to miss this. Go now to engagevideomarketing.com slash retain and register your spot today. So that's it for the show. I'd love to hear from you. So make sure that you email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or come and say hi in my Insta DMs. You can find me at engage underscore Ben. Thanks again for listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'll be back with you next week, but I am your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and it's my role to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing. Bye for now.